Welcome to the Inspire the Vibe podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Amber. We started this podcast because running a business can feel lonely at times, like you're on an island. And the truth is you're not. There are so many people out there experiencing the same peaks and valleys that you do. And every week, we'll be interviewing one of them, an inspiring, enduring, and driven business owner just like you. Calling all Gilbert, Arizona businesses, we at Inspired Vibe extend a special invitation to local business leaders and founders for our upcoming marketing event, Elevate Your Business Now. Mark your calendars for June 27th from 9 a.m. to 10.30. We'll clarify what you need to do today to effectively market your business. Our goal is to help you elevate your brand, bolster your social media engagement, and maximize your website conversions. For location and additional event details, visit elevateyourbusinessnow.com. Spaces are limited, so be sure to RSVP at elevateyourbusinessnow.com, and we'll see you there. We're so glad you're here, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Today, we welcome Melissa Lamson, Director of Venture Cafe Phoenix. Melissa has been a leadership and diversity consultant for over 20 years. She's founded both companies in Europe and the U.S. She's traveled globally, working for corporate clients, and had to pivot then during the pandemic. She then started an accelerator for women to build businesses from ideas big fan of that, which was later named Women Entrepreneur Network, a part of Venture Cafe Phoenix. Melissa, you are a force. We are so glad to have you on with us. We can't wait to dive into all the things. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Thank you. I'm curious, what is an accelerator for women to build businesses? What does that look like? Yes, um, it looks like a nine-month program with specific courses. Actually, they were full days um, where we spent time figuring out what's your business model canvas, what's your product, what's your service, how do you market it, how do you sell it, and then how do you launch it upon the world. And we had a final pitch event for 12 women, um, 300 people in the audience. And these women had never pitched a business, hadn't, most of them hadn't built a business before. And we had uh, one woman get 400,000 in funding, another got three, was at 300,000 in revenue by the time the pitch competition happened. Another one went from idea to production. And she wow. was, her idea was a sustainable tennis bag. Wow. Pretty cool. I, I'd say that's acceleration. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. How did, how did you get the idea? I know a lot of these things come from you having, whether it's your own life experience or you see someone going through something, that unmet need. And if you said, oh, if there was just this, right, was there that moment or that experience for you that caused you to start this? So it's interesting. I was in Sedona with a friend and I don't even know how we necessarily got to it, but it was just sort of like we were talking about women and women business owners and what they struggled with. And I thought, what is it that would help them? And then I knew that there was a lot of women leaving the corporate world because of the pandemic and just all the challenges that came with it. And also looking at it as an opportunity, like, is this really what I want to do with my life, right? Mm -hmm. So now maybe I have a chance to do something else. And I thought, well, let's be a repository, a place, uh, hopefully an inspiration for women to come and and think about it and try to develop their ideas. And we knew that women like to build 
uh, businesses and build ideas in community. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to provide, so a lot of what we did is we provided a lot of fun. So we would bookend these workshops or we would insert ins inspirational tours in the middle of the day. So we were at museums and we had cool happy hours and we had dance classes and everything that we could to kind of also stimulate the creat creative part of the brain um, mm -hmm. and also build community. And so that was really fun. You think what I'm thinking? Yeah. So we, we actually said this to each other and not everybody has a business partner, right? So we said this to each other at one point. You said we need to incorporate some fun to get those creative juices glowing, growing um, every once in a while. And so we got a membership with the Phoenix Art Museum mm -hmm. because we thought let's just roam around the museum every once in a while together and get some inspiration. So that's funny that you said that. It's exactly yeah. where we went yeah. on one I of the days. That. Yeah. I love that. I heard fun. I heard community and I heard inspiration. I, I, halfway through that, I was like, sign us up. But I was like, well, we don't need any acceleration. We're already going fast <laughs> enough at inspired take some acceleration. <laughs> That's my CEO. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's really well said. Um, okay. So I had a, a follow-up question on um, what you said. Okay. So then talk us, I know we talked about it in the opening, but Talk to us about then how that actually played out as far as getting in. What was the story, the transition? Mm -hmm. What was the conversation then that connected to Venture Cafe? Yes. And why Venture Cafe? Yeah, yeah. So um, when it was over, I, I said, oh, my gosh, how do I scale this? Like, what? where, where am I going to be able to do this bigger and better? Um, and I had talked to, to a bunch of organizations globally, and I just knew that I couldn't do it by myself. So I went to my network. So people like Diana Vowles and Kathy Lynn Collada, and I said, hey, I, you know, what do I do with Recreate? Now it's here. And they said, well, you could go talk to this organization or that organization. And Venture Cafe came up and I said, what's that? And they said, well, it's new. Um, Patty Dubois, she's very committed to women in business and women uh, startup and women-owned startups. And so go talk to her and see what she says. She's the assistant executive director at the CEI, which is the host of Venture Cafe, right? And so I went to talk to her and she said, this is fabulous. Let's do it. And so they brought me in to specifically run when we renamed it to the Women Entrepreneur Network. It's not exactly an accelerator, but more of a standalone um, session, as you both know, um, uh, every month. And then after we started that, they said, and what else, what else you got? Like, because we're all part-time at Venture Cafe. Mm -hmm. We all just jump in and help wherever we can. And so I just kind of ended up being the maniac that I am and took on more and more and more and saw so many opportunities to grow this and get more people involved. That, that makes perfect sense. And I, I love how much when you hear where these groups really get traction, right? Community, fun, the building of the relationships. I can say, and Kristen and I have a lot of empathy for business owners, especially before you get a team. Mm -hmm. When And we're grateful we had each other in the early days when we didn't have a team. Um, we always say we have no idea how people do this without a business partner. Um, even now we have a team, but back, back before we had a team, it was, those are hard days. And I think having some sort of community that you can plug into to build those relationships and then also have a little bit of fun, right? It, it uplifts you. It fills your cup totally. back up. It inspires you. I we've been to Venture Cafe four or five times now. Um, and every single time we've had an incredible conversation, the people we've met. And what's crazy is that it is okay. this um, gathering place where 
people we know or people we know, friends of friends, colleagues of colleagues, that kind of thing, they're there. You know, it's been it's been yeah. this it's this hub now of people and relationships and it's really incredible. It's really incredible. And we met Nicole Might in there. Oh yeah. At when? Yeah. Yeah, already she's working amazing. on a, an account together. Yes. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. yeah. I love it. Yes. See, yes. these are the stories that I don't always get to hear. Mm-hmm. I was just joking the other day. I said, I feel like I, you know, every night I walk into Venture Cafe with a, a gold sifter that has a <laughs> lot of holes in it. I don't even know if this is the right analogy, but it just popped into my head. And that I'm sifting and that I only get like a couple of nuggets, but most of them fall through because of all the holes. And then later I might hear from someone like, oh, we got this client or we got a job or we got this invest investor's attention. And I was like, oh, really, that's amazing. But I wish that there was a way that I could just walk around and just say, you, tell me what yeah. happened to you. You, <laughs> tell me what happened to you. <laughs> right? And I do a little bit more elegantly than that, but... I love yeah. that. I think just so you know yeah, what your work created, we were so impressed with Nicole Maiden and her presentation on public relations. Mm-hmm. Of course, we have that as a part of what we do, but it's Nicole has played at a much different level in much in bigger markets. Mm-hmm. And so then she graciously, uh, we reached out to her and just said how much we appreciated. She graciously offered an hour of her time to come and meet the whole team and talk more about her experience. And then that would enrich our team. So what that one thing, right, that one presentation has led to this enrichment. And now we're working on a client together. So that's Fabulous. all because that's of what, it's what you've created. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you make a really good point, too, in that... Um, you have to go a few times. Like sometimes mm-hmm. people will show up once, they, they're either overwhelmed or they said, wow, that was really exciting because the topic was good for me, or maybe it wasn't for me. But to really make Venture Cafe valuable, to come two, three, four, five times, once you start to meet some people, become sort of a regular, yeah. mm-hmm. that's when the relationships start to really um, accelerate yeah. and become valuable. And maybe people might think, oh, I shouldn't go to that because I'm not really out there looking for money for my business. That's right. But it's not all about that. It's just being, it's the ability to be around other people who are kind of where, in a similar stage that you're at in your business or have been through some of the things you've been through. And so, and it's not your typical networking event at all, which can be kind of boring or just a different vibe. And I love the energy I love the energy of it. Let's just, you you guys, all of you, the, your whole team just has the same, just positive, welcoming energy. And oh, that's good to hear. And so actually that leads to what I've been thinking, which is that you don't start something like this, um, the Women's Entrepreneur Network, um, without it being coming from your heart, you know? So tell me that story of like why this lights you up so much because I can see it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it's always been the way I've led my professional life. I follow my heart and I don't know if that was always the smartest way to do it, but I've never really thought about money first. I've thought about what is driving me, what makes me feel excited Mm -hmm. and what I know is needed. Um, So particularly with women, I've just, I've been an activist. I've been a supporter of women's groups. I've been, um, I just love the women who have mentored me. I've had incredible managers in my past who were women. And I just, um, I just feel as though I want to constantly give back and support 
women and particularly women business owners. And I know this is going to sound a little preachy, but I, I even feel that we have a moral and ethical responsibility to take on leadership roles as women, because the more we're visible, the more we're out there and making decisions, the more things will change and become more equitable and um, more diverse and therefore more interesting, honestly. Yeah. I like what uh, Marie Forleo says. She says, the world needs that one thing that you have. So get out there and, That's you know, right. so if you just like kind of keep it into yourself and you just kind of go, go into work, punch your card, come home. You know, like you said, we need to be out there and be seen. We do, we do have something to offer and something to give. And one of, I, you know, Kira asked me in our last podcast, like, what's my favorite part of her working for us? <laughs> That was her question. What's your favorite part of me working for you? <laughs> Which is so cute. But but one of my favorite parts of owning this business with her um, is that we do get this leadership role, which is not um, anything other than a responsibility, you know, mm -hmm. and, and a gift, mm -hmm. you know. So we were growing up one at one time, we were 20 years younger and um, trying to figure ourselves out and what are we gonna do in this big, big world, you know? And so we can relate to a lot of things that they're going through. And um, mm -hmm. we have big aspirations for them just like we did for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so it's really fun. So I can relate to that in that sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Our whole team is, well, we have like eight women mm -hmm. on our team and one dude. Yeah. Yeah. He puts up with us. Yeah. It's kind of like ours at Venture Cafe. Yeah. Forbes is our dude. Every meeting starts with some sort of makeup tip or some what somebody's wearing, and Jeremiah just sits there patiently and waits it out. Um, Hair, nails, everything. Yeah, everything. I have a question on, as you've launched when, as you are so connected to the local Phoenix and surrounding area community, what do you see as far as what do women need to have in front of them as it relates to technology, as it relates to the business community? Where do you even see opportunity or where do you see something that we should be training ourselves up on to be better prepared? Is there anything you see on the horizon, on the immediate future that just women in the local community say, hey, keep this in your front sight. I think this is gonna be really helpful if you do. Yeah, that's a really great question um, and not an easy one to answer, but I think, um, I think I would say to build your tech stack. I mean, if you're a woman, if you're a woman, uh, sorry, woman owned business and you are building your startup, let's say, I would say as much as you can build the in the tech tools and look at the sort of the future of what that technology could be and what you may need in the future. And if it's sort of like go from the problem first and then look to see if there's a tool that can match that, um, I would say it would be really important because I think we still do a lot of things manually in our businesses, particularly when it's a smaller business. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think getting savvy, teaching yourself, getting other people to teach you, getting a great firm to help you build your tech stack would be really important. Um, we're offering, I mean, I'll make a shameless plug, but it is all please free, do. so <laughs> um, so maybe not really a sales pitch, but we're offering um, a boot camp this summer at Venture Cafe on emerging technology. And it is specifically um, one hour classes using the metaverse, AI, um, blockchain, other tools, XR, for uh, the non-tech entrepreneur. 
So any kind of business that you just use technology in, which is all of us, Mm -hmm. um, we're going to teach those tools and how to use them for your business. So um, there'll be one hour classes, which is a little bit different from five to six in the beginning of the uh, night. And they're taught by different experts in those particular um, technologies. Yeah. Dur- is this during Venture Cafe? Yeah. So on Thursdays? Uh, Thursday, every Thursday from June 29th through August 17th wow. from 5 to 6 p.m. Wow. We'll That's have the class. really cool. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be really cool. You just need to get the word out on that. You're going to have that room packed. Yeah. Oh, good. I hope <laughs> I so. I think so. Yeah. 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 Um, on the tech and women, do you feel that there's any resistance or hesitation with women in technology versus men in technology in just what you've experienced in working with when? Yes. And Um, why do you think that is? Yes, 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 yes. I mean, I think just traditionally there's a lot of, we're still uh, a little bit of a victim to the stereotypes about women, right? Women mechanics or women in tech, women um, doctors, surgeons, I mean, yeah. surgeons, right. Mm-hmm. Any, any kind of technical field, um, there's a lot of, still a lot of stereotypes. And then unfortunately we've internalized some of those stereotypes thinking, oh, I can't do it, or I'm not good at that. Um, the interesting thing uh, too, is that women de- start to develop, um, confidence when they're like 12, 13, 14, that's a big make or break time for confidence and self-confidence. And you'll see studies where there are girls who are, really interested in STEM, um, you know, math and science and so forth. And then they get to that point where they're like, oh, wait, should I be dressing for, you know, the attention of boys or should I start to kind of tamp down my, um, you know, more assertive behaviors um, and maybe I should put some makeup on and all those kinds of things start happening between 12 and 14. And that's when often a lot of women or girls at that age abandon STEM interest, which is really a bummer. Um, I think that's changing. And I think there's schools and teachers are more aware of that now. Um, So it isn't that we have like an innate um, uh, incompetence or or disinterest or whatever you want to call it, right? Or aversion, right? That's a much better word. Um, It's really just that that time of life, you know, can sort of make or break what, what we decide to pursue. I mean, I was an art major in college. I didn't really, I, I loved health sciences. I love the medical field. Somehow I ended up in <laughs> in the art world and I, I loved it. But I mean, I when I look back at it now at this age, I'm thinking, gosh, I could have pursued a medical degree and I would have loved that. Mm-hmm. Um, why didn't mm-hmm. I do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, Jen's like looking at this podcast from the control room. She's like, they're so far off script. There's so <laughs> much goodness coming out of you. Especially that happened. as women leaders, I there's, you're just such a rich well. Mm. I have an, I have an example. It's like a micro example of what you're talking about though. So I've been mountain biking for 10, 12 years. And when I first started mountain biking, women mountain bikers, it was very, you, you didn't wear makeup. You didn't look cute. Now, 10, 12 years later, women wear, you, you, all, like my girlfriends wear little earrings or they wear their necklace or they like, put their hair in pigtails. Like this, it, it used to be the mindset was if you're a mountain biker, you also can't care about what you look. Interesting. Like this was like this culture. Mm-hmm. And now it's, there's this acceptance of, I can still care about how I look or want to put time into it. I guess it's a better way to That's say great. it. And still go out and be dirty and ride a mountain bike and sweat my makeup off. 
But it was, it's been a cultural shift mm -hmm. inside of the community that when I first started and how it is now is completely different. And so I think there's this, hopefully, as women get together, it comes from community, though. Mm -hmm. Everything goes back mm -hmm. to community because as we get together, we go, wait, actually, we can want to look cute and still ride a mountain bike or be interested in STEM or take a job as that's a more technical job and still be feminine and be myself and be... That thing, you right. know, that's that's really fascinating because that's kind of like the power of numbers, right? So, um, the studies show that if you have one woman on a board, right? So, let's say they're an average board of a company is ten people, and you have one woman, she'll she'll adapt to the mm -hmm. way the men are behaving, maybe even the way they dress and act, right? And then, um, if you have two women they will either both adapt and there might be some friction between the two of them, unfortunately, sadly. Mm. But when there's three, that's the magic number. Three or more is when women feel as though they can be who they are, they can bring their full selves to the table, they can behave the way that they would behave more authentically. And so maybe that because there's so many more women in mountain biking, yep. for example, oh, yeah. like, hey, I can be who I am. And yeah. Massive, that's fascinating. Ooh, massive growth. That makes a lot of sense. You know, the, the example with with the board, that is pretty sad, though, that the one woman starts to act like the men. Yeah. Well, it's out of necessity often, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, to compete, to survive, to fit in, to not feel out of place. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right. I mean, we're all comfortable with those who communicate like us, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. we even friends with those who are similar to ourselves and mm -hmm. it's yeah. natural um and it's uh it's always an, an intentional thing to to accept difference and to communicate differently and yeah be open to that so yeah <laughs> in the oh i thought you were going to say something in the inspired world in, in our company yeah it's a it's a microcosm of like ex explosion of creativity and expression oh my gosh <laughs> well on our team every single person brings something different. Mm -hmm. And I think that starts with us. Um, mm -hmm. And she actually taught me to just embrace who I am and like what, what I'm good at, because that's my gift and be okay with that. And I was raised in a way that was kind of like, you're saying like, kind of like, you're not supposed to be a leader, you know, mm -hmm. um, you want to suppress, like, you don't be too loud. Mm -hmm. You know, you're always talking. I always got in trouble for talking yeah. in school and I still haven't changed who that is. <laughs> and that's how I get to meet people. And that's how I did sales for 11 years is I could just walk in and meet somebody and develop a relationship with somebody. Um, and I was never shown as a kid that that was a gift, that that was a really good thing. And I always asked why, and that was annoying to my mm -hmm. parents. I remember my grandpa's like, you know what? That's how she's going to learn anything she wants to know is by asking why all the time. Oh, so your grandfather was the one who kind of supported that. He did, yes, behavior actually. And, and so that is kind of interesting, yeah. My grandpa was really encouraging of me being independent and um, that I could accomplish things that I didn't, maybe think that I could and, you know, stuff like that. And so I, I think that's why as a kid, you tend to look up to people who encourage you like that, right? Mm -hmm. Because you said you had managers who were women who are an influence on your life. And you made me think of a few that definitely had an influence on my career. Um, I had a teacher, I was just telling her the other day about who was just maybe not like typically the most, you know, beautiful, fashionable woman, but I thought she was just a queen because of her confidence, mm -hmm. you know? 
And and she did, you know, she definitely did um, uh, express herself like with like style and, you know, makeup and stuff like that in, in high school. And a lot of the teachers were just kind of like, you know, not necessarily female teachers were not necessarily, you know, yeah. expressing their style. And but anyways, those people who encouraged me had such an impact on me that um, those were tended to be the people that that I looked up to. So I kind of went off on a tangent there, but yeah, but it's important. And I always, I was asking myself this too, you know, one of the, you know, when we talked a little bit in preparation, who inspired mm -hmm. me, right? And I was just trying to think about that. Like, how did I get to where I am? How did I overcome things and what made me have the grit or the mm -hmm. perseverance or the determination? So I was just, it was fascinating to hear your story just now because there it, it's, it kind of can go both ways. You know, there are some women who have that. And then there are others that have less of that. Mm -hmm. um, and where does it come from? Mm -hmm. And how did they get it, especially later in life, too? Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's just, it's all just really interesting. And there's something about this generation that I feel like they have, the, in the, the 20 year olds, I feel like they have, I don't know, I mean, maybe this is like, again, my own little example, but I feel like us in our 20s, we had a good amount of confidence. I mean, Kristen went and got a sales job. She worked in San Francisco and New York. Um, I just bulldozed into my career. Like there wasn't, I, I've, I've always said I can do anything. And that's actually gotten me in trouble because I can, I say, I think, I think I can do things I can't actually do. Them. <laughs> um, there's this story of when I was a little girl, I was probably eight or nine. My mom was listening. She's, she's going to know the story I'm telling. And in, in, in school, they said, you have, it was the talent show. And they said, you know, whatever it is you're going to do, song, dance, whatever. So I come in and I go, Mom, Mom, talent show's next Tuesday. And she's like, okay, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to play this song on the piano. My cousin is an amazing piano player. And she goes, okay, honey. And she goes, yeah. I go, she goes, you've never played piano a day in your life. And the show is next Tuesday. That's just how I was. I came out of the box this way. Wow. But I feel like there is... There's a lot of this generation, and it has to be because of social media. It has to be because of the comparison gene that has been developed in all of us because of things mm -hmm. like social media. But back in the day, I mean, there was nothing that when Kristen and I would put an outfit together in the 20s, in our 20s to go out to the club, there was nothing on social media that said we did our makeup wrong or that our outfit was mm -hmm. wrong. We just went out and did it. <laughs> and right. nowadays, I feel like this generation needs a bit more of nurturing of that confidence. But has that mm -hmm. been your experience? Because again, this is my individual, yeah. my experience versus maybe some of the younger generation that I work with now. I honestly can't say for sure. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's it. I know that that's what I've read is the case. Um, so I'm sure that that's true. But I don't I don't I can't compare whether I was more or less confident in my 20s um, than 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 the 20 year olds today. Um, I'm not really sure. And, and it seems like there's just always it's just a different set of problems, a different set of of challenges for each generation. Mm -hmm. I think social media, as you said, it, it's a challenge, but it's also like open the door to the possibilities, I think, for people because they see, oh, wow, well, they did it. So and they're my age. And so I could do it, too, you know, mm -hmm. and you're getting encouragement from now from people that you don't know by your likes and your comments and things like that. But you're also getting, you know, the negative stuff, too. Mm -hmm. But, you know, so I don't know. I think there's 
again, just different challenges with each generation. Mm -hmm. They don't have some of the challenges that we had. Mm -hmm. I don't know what those are, but. (laughs) (laughs) Let's um, talk a little bit about Venture Cafe specifically. So your vision, what do you see? What are your big goals, your big initiatives for when, for Venture Cafe? What's the thing that's in front of you that says, this is the next hill we're going to climb? Yes. What's important to you? So with Venture Cafe, I would like to double again in audience size. What is the current audience that comes? What's we're the average? At, we're at about 150 to 200 people every Thursday. Okay. Which is pretty cool. And when did it start? It started uh, about a year and a few months. So it was maybe, I think it was February or March of last year. Um, and when you started it, is this where you thought it would be right today? Um, so I came in in May or June last year. So I've been there about just about a year. Um, I didn't know. I had no idea. I just knew that when I came in and they wanted, so we did when, and then they said, hey, can you help Tom with sponsorship and partnerships, special partnerships? And I said, sure. Um, now, having never done, here we go, having never done sponsorship <laughs> ever in my life, but I was good. like, I don't mind asking people for money, and I got a lot of friends who have money, so <laughs> we'll try that first, low-hanging fruit. No, um, I had done some sponsorship asks for uh, when I had Recreate, which is now when, um, and uh, and I feel like as long as there is substance there, then you can make the ask, right? If there's something that sponsors can get in return. Mm -hmm. And so I noticed that we had maybe, and it was summer, so to be fair, but it was like 40 to 70 people we were getting. And I was like, yeah, this isn't going to be interesting for sponsors. So Mm -hmm. let's create some programming that's interesting for them to sponsor and let's get the audience as big as we can do it. And so I lent my network and I went to the team and said, I want you all reposting. I want I want to get more channels. And so basically just figured out all different kinds of strategies to grow the membership. And so then when we got to 100, 125, 150, and now the regular cadence of between 150 and 200, sometimes over that, um, that's exciting for sponsors. And so then I felt like, okay, maybe this was about six months ago. I felt, okay, well, now we can go out and ask for money and support because we run entirely on sponsorships so that we can make everything free so that we can make everything accessible to everyone um, who wants to come. So it's free entrance, free parking and free drinks um, every Thursday. And it's interesting, the 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 bar part of it or the two free um, alcoholic drinks uh, is really to kind of um, relax those or make people feel comfortable who may not necessarily always be comfortable in that kind of an environment. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was something that came down from Venture Cafe Global, right? So there are 11 locations in the world and they, that's been their best practice is to have offer two, some of the locations offer three free drinks. Um, And then that does help, especially when you have a lot of, you know, really brainy, (laughs) nerdy, um, all different levels of socially um, comfortable people mm-hmm. in a room together, you want to make sure that, you know, there's something that kind of, I don't know, I think Tom always uses the expression greases the wheels or oils the wheels or something, just so that, <laughs> that works, just so that people are kind of more fluid with each yeah. other, which is nice, but not so much that they're like, you know, getting too drunk or anything, but just so that they're warmed up. Um, and so I really like that. I like the whole model. Um, yeah. that the that global really presented and then ha- figuring out how to adapt it to our market which is different right we're an extremely generous community with each other we're very we're not a 
were pretty low key in the startup and tech world. Um, and because our part of our credo at Venture Cafe is no hard sales, we don't we are not like the event in Scottsdale where you'll have you know insurance salespeople and commercial real estate realtors and everybody who's like really hardcore selling to you, right? Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. That's great. That's important. That's how they're successful. But we we don't want that kind of an environment um, at Venture Cafe. So it's really about building relationships and you know hoping things um, can evolve from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the free drinks. Uh, I think it also, though, <laughs> of course, I, I do. I look forward to it. Um, but I, but I think it also kind of, um, I don't know. It just takes the takes it to the next level as far as like when you know that they're they're going to be free drinks. It, you kind of think in your mind like, wow, they really are putting forth an effort here to make people feel comfortable, to to welcome them, to to sort of treat you after a long work week, you know, to yeah. a drink. And, you know, again, like I, I like said, that. you guys are very, very welcoming. The vibe there is just very welcoming again. Um, but uh, it's like your guard is down, mm-hmm. you know, just knowing that, hey, come on in. We, we'll get you a couple drinks, you yeah. know. It's just. That's right. It's awesome. And we'll see people just hang out on the couch and sometimes they're even reading a newspaper or a magazine. And then there'll be people who will work the whole room. And there'll be other people who just stand with their friends all night or stand with new people they meet all yeah. night. Yeah. Um, yeah. People who close the place down because they're in such a great conversation with folks they oh, either just that. met. I mean, I love that there's sort of something for everyone. And yeah. now, oh, and you coming back to the vision. Um, so doubling the audience. And then we're also working on building more concurrent programming that also fits like a smaller audience. So we just have a we have a gentleman who's started in our new mentor corner. Um, and now he's sort of moved to teaching like a weekly class. It looks like it will be a weekly class on product development. And I think he had three people in his class last week. But it was just so fun to see these three people, you know, whiteboarding and sticky noting and just developing something together. Mm-hmm. And then we have the SolveStack classes, which are the free coding classes, Python coding classes, which is pretty exciting. So if you want to learn coding, you just jump in there for a little bit mm-hmm. at relatively no, you know, no investment. So you don't feel as though, you know, you're you're really committed strongly to now becoming this coder, but you can test it out and see how it feels. Um, and then with when, of course, which is monthly and then the mentor corner and all these just sort of things going on. So we'd like to kind of continue to build that. Um, some of the other locations have a lot of meetups and regular um, concurrent programs um, or meetings, classes. And I think that's that's a really nice way to go because then you really start to build something for everyone mm-hmm. across different industries. Yeah. And how many Venture Cafe nights happen around the world? So all of us are on Thursdays mm-hmm. at the same time, basically, between yeah. either 4 and 8, you know, 5 and I think in Mexico, Coastal 9 or 10. Um, and we, because we're the farthest West, I think if I remember correctly, we end, we kind of like end all of the venture cafes in the world. Close out the night. Close out the night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's That's right. That's right. Arizona. That's how we do it here. (laughs) Right. Close it down. Well, one thing I wanted to say for any woman who is listening, who says, oh, wow, I really want to go check out Venture Cafe, but you're thinking about walking into a room of 200 people, and that might be even with the two free drinks, might be still a little overwhelming to think about, um, go to when, mm-hmm. because when is held in a smaller room. It is just women, although a gentleman came in last time to hear Nicole Maiden, and she's like, come on in. <laughs> um, 
But but that is a great entry point into Venture Cafe. You can come in, you can be with other women business owners or women in business and, and start to kind of make some friends and make some, you know, re- develop some relationships in that smaller room first. And what happens? Is it us? It's every... It's a second week second of week. every month. Second week of mm-hmm. every month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Second Thursday. Mm-hmm. What else did you... Yeah. We're excited to be a part of WEN this week. Thank I, you. Thank you. I think yeah. you reached out to us and said, hey, do you guys want to yes. be a part of it? Yeah. But we were honored. We were excited. Us. Yes, um, yes. But we do feel like we have something to offer because I was a business owner solo before Amber came along. And as we've said a couple of times, like, we don't know how people do it. I actually was going to give up so many times in my business. So I can empathize with women who have just started a business or are just trying to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Cause it's almost every other day that you're thinking to yourself, what am I doing? You know, yeah. is this, is this sustainable? Like what? Is... <laughs> so, you know, to be able to give back and offer some advice and it's some things that we learned along the way, um, you know, some things about branding and marketing, of course, cause that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, um, you talked about tech before, you know, the website, it's like, you know, do I need a website, but is, but actually the website should work for you. Yes. You know, so we're going to talk about stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we're excited about that. We hope yeah, you have a thank you. big room of women. I think we will. And I think it's going to be great. And I, w- I wanted to mention it and thank you, but I wasn't sure when this was going to air. And so if I didn't know if people I, would, if it would be yeah, already passed. I think it will be. Jen again. <laughs> It'll be passed. Jen again in the passed. control room is like, it's not going to be. No. <laughs> That's okay, though. That's okay, though, because. But they can if, still come find you. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, if we're there, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I hope whoever's listening is going, mm-hmm. hey, they, they sound like nice ladies. Yeah. Yes. We're there. We like and it. You can yeah. definitely come back. We'd yeah. love to have you back, too. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That'd be yeah. awesome. We love we love it. We love participating. And again, I think I said this, this to you before we started recording is it is hard to go through a 12-hour day mm-hmm. nonstop and then go, okay, now I'm going to jump in the car and go walk into a room full of 150 to 200 people and start conversations when I've been talking all damn day. Yeah. (laughs) And um, the reality, though, is that for all of us, we need that connection. Mm -hmm. We need that ability to maybe it is a conversation about your business, our business. Maybe it's a conversation about my day, or maybe it's just a conversation with somebody else about something that they learned, they're sharing, they're going through someone else they just met that inspired them. And that fills me up. Mm -hmm. And so every time I leave, I go into, I'm going, man, I'm really too tired to do this. Uh, It's just too been too long. And it's a Thursday, right? I'm like going into Friday, a little crispy. But every time, (laughs) every time I walk out, I feel so good. And it, it, it doesn't mean that I got anything out of it from like a business standpoint. Sometimes it's just meeting someone we've met some incredible people incredible people i selfishly that inspires me yeah to keep going good i Mm -hmm. selfishly would love you both there every single night because (laughs) you're so you have such great energy and you make people feel so good oh thank you i was like yeah go to kristen is it our tiktoks that we were (laughs) we were those were awesome too we were outside doing tiktoks and we're like terrific people must be inside thinking we're crazy out here i love them (laughs) well that that just goes to show that's that branding and marketing company who's really committed to their social media content and TikTok. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of fun. And uh, Amber hates networking events. Mm-hmm. She's, I'm and a I secret did corporate introvert. sales. Yeah, I'm a secret introvert. 
Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> I am too, actually. Really? Weirdly enough. Yeah. Wow. Yep. What does that mean? Because you guys Secret are very introvert social. Means we've learned how to be social. We can bust it out. But we had to. Yeah. But we just—it's okay. actually just about recharging. So, do you mm-hmm. recharge with people, or do you recharge on your own? Yeah, um, but it doesn't really mean, but most, uh, like act, a lot of actors who are just incredibly out there mm-hmm. or really great presenters are actually by nature introverts, mm. um, because they just, they just shut it down when they go off offline. Yeah. So the recharging. Speak. That's, that's a really good point. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Do you recharge with people or do you re- recharge by yourself? And I definitely recharge with people, and which I is funny. She recharges by herself. So I'm like, hello. Yes. Yeah. Let's let's recharge. She's like, yeah, I am. Yes. I give the example of like, you go to a party, you both have a great time. You talk to everybody at the party and then you get in the Uber and you keep talking to the Uber driver about how great the party is and was amazing. And you try, you know, blah, 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 blah. blah. And then you go home and you call your sister, your brother, whoever. And you're like, blah, blah, blah. She's talking to her husband the whole time and he's sleeping. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And if you're more of a preference for introversion, you're like, so true. In the Uber on at your the phone. end of the day, she's telling you she doesn't want to go to Venture Cafe <laughs> at the TV. end of the day. And I'm like, let's go. And she's like, I got nothing. She uses that word crispy all the time. I'm too crispy. You know, yeah, I'm like, yeah. well, we're going. Yeah. But then she goes and she has a great time. I have a good so, time. Yeah. Two free drinks. We had a really, yeah. <laughs> there you go. See, that, that will smooth out the crisp. So yeah, um, exactly. we had a great debrief about the hackathon with some of the hackers. I don't know if you're aware of it, but we had this hackathon in conjunction with the city. And the topic was providing chill drinking water in public spaces in Phoenix, which mm. is obviously very important. Um, and that tastes good. But anyway, they... They were telling us about their experience in the hackathon, and we thought, okay, you know, they, they had a great time working with the team. They developed some interesting concepts, and and one person said, I got a, I hired my top engineer out of my team, who now works for me, and they were sitting next to each other, and we were like, wow, and they had just met because of the hackathon. Yeah. Another gentleman said, I got um, my best client, my most highest paid client, out of the hackathon. Another person said, I've never had the confidence to like interact in a team full of people and I push myself to be here. And we kind of pushed him too from the from the team side. And he worked in that group and he said, I feel so confident now to go into groups that I want to come to Venture Cafe every Thursday so that I, I mean, I was literally trying not to bawl yeah. hearing all these stories, oh. right? Um, another person went on to be, be very, to win uh, third place in uh, Venture Madness. And I mean, there's just like so many, so many good things that came out of it. Um, and so... I love just hearing all the great stories that happen mm-hmm. for people with Venture Cafe, and it can come from all different angles, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's a personal development, professional development um, angle, or yeah, anything really. I have a marketing idea. Oh, okay. I think I think what if what if there was some sort of way, some sort of marketing way to harvest all of those those good things that are coming out of Venture Cafe, but that was incentivized, mm-hmm. right? So if I've got a if I if I met this person, we could have told you the Nicole Maiden story. Like, yes. and this happened, and this happened, and this happened, and this happened. And for everybody who goes in and submits their connection, relationship, experience, something that benefited them as an individual or benefited their company, or they were able to benefit someone else's, um, you know, then there's incentive for it. Obviously, it can't be another it. drink. Like an advertising but, or something. And then all of that is amazing content for social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great idea. Right. Yeah, and we need that because remember, I got the holy sifter. 
right? <laughs> so <laughs> I need to find some way to capture these golden nuggets of, uh, you know, worth value. We ask everybody one question. Who inspires you? I know you touched on it a little bit more that you've been thinking about it before, but do you have one person that has kind of been that beacon for you through everything? Yes. I always say my mom, and I would say for sure, still my mom. And I thought of another person that I think I, I'd love to call out. So um, Lindsay McDonald, I worked for her um, at, when she managed an art gallery uh, in my 20s. And I did something called the New York Arts Program when I was in college. And I went and worked for her as her intern. And then we became friends. And we ended up, after I graduated, we moved to Chicago and were roommates together. And she could walk into a room and just in a very humble and lovely way, command the whole room, could talk to anybody, could ask for anything she wanted, always would just be like, well, just go ask them or just go do this or just go do that. And everything was very matter of fact, originally a New Yorker. Um, and I just admired that so much. And that was such a good um, role model for me to just like, oh, you can't, you know, you, you want that? Well, go make it happen or figure it out, right? Solve the problem, ask someone for help. And it all sounds really simplistic, but how often do we not ask for help? How often do we not just go figure it out because something holds us back? Mm -hmm. And I would say that that's the way I've led my whole life is just ask, figure it out, command the room in a humble, lovely way. <laughs> um, and uh, and don't be afraid to just tell people what you, what you want. Oh, I love that. And she's very generous. And I think being very generous is also um, important. Sometimes I wonder if I'm too generous and then I go, nope. I'm going to keep being generous. I think yeah. that's really important. And both yeah. of you are very generous, which I've noticed right away and yeah. really appreciate it. Oh, that's good to know. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I, as you were saying that, I, I think that we overthink things and that holds us back a lot. That that's might be right. one of those big things that we do. And I, um, when I lived in New York, I really loved how straightforward people were. Mm -hmm. um, and so I definitely picked that up from, it, it is kind of weird to have that, maybe not all the East Coast, but a lot of people who grew up in the East Coast are just no bullshit, you know, just like mm -hmm. get to the point. And I was in corporate sales. So then I'm meeting with people who don't have a lot of time. So it's like, get to the point. So good training. Well, it has its shadow <laughs> side because I can be very blunt sometimes, mm -hmm. but I definitely did pick that Same up, here. you know? Oh, I love when she gets like that, though, because I'm the person who's afraid to say that, afraid to say the things, mm -hmm. and then she'll be on the phone in whatever situation. I'm like, oh, there she said it. That's exactly <laughs> what I wanted her to say. Never <laughs> or say everybody it. else wanted to say, and you're yes. the one who said it. Right. Yes. It gets you in trouble sometimes, too. But I <laughs> but I, I, I like what you said, and I'm going to remember that because I think it's such a good it it accompanies you know what i learned about being straightforward and direct you know but if you want something ask the question you know i, I think asking a question sometimes is a little more intimidating because it's like instead of making a statement right mm -hmm. so when you ask a question you're expecting an answer so anyway that's yeah. right yeah but Where, if you don't ask then you don't know that's yeah. right yeah you don't know i just wanted to say thank you for everything that you do you know mm -hmm. with women's entrepreneur network um, with Venture Cafe, um, you know, being being even in B2B sales and then starting my own business, support for businesses is, it seems like it's out there a lot, you know, that there's a lot of choices, but then you, you, you dive into some of those and you don't, it seems to be more work than it actually is help sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not trying to 
really badmouth anybody. It's just been my experience that there's just not a lot of organizations out there that are truly helping and Mm -hmm. putting their arms around business owners. Um, And so I just want to say thank you for what you guys are doing. And again, having that feeling, walking into something like that and feeling welcome, it just does it for me right there. I'm like, oh, I'm all over this. Like, this is where we want to be. You know, and I think I'm sure a lot of people want to have that feeling. I really appreciate that. Yeah. 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 And one last thing, I mean, we do partner. I mean, our whole point is to amplify and support what everybody else is doing in our innovation ecosystem. Um, So we kind of see ourselves as that conduit meeting place, right? Like you said, and hopefully putting our arms around people and getting them what they need. And so um, we do have a founder's resource for all the different organizations um, that do different things. They differentiate and some some overlap to support um, business owners um, and particularly also in particular women. And so uh, whether it's Startup AZ or Startup Week or all of these uh, Venture Madness, all of these different organizations that provide different things. Um, we want to make sure that our audience is aware of that so that they're able to get access to accelerators and studios and then obviously eventually VC and VC money Mm -hmm. and all kinds of stuff. So do they find that on the website? Yeah, you can find it on the website, but we also have a QR code on site. So then you have to come down, mm-hmm. <laughs> come down to Venture Cafe and <laughs> click it with your phone. But yes, we do have it available. I, I would have, they'd have to email me and I could uh, send it to them if they wanted. But it's a big book of about 15 different organizations that we had present oh, wow. and pitch all the things that they offer. House of Genius, Seedspot, right? All these great organizations that we do have locally. Um, which are really good platforms for kind of jumping off or to sustain your business or eventually also just when you're in fast growth mode. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah. So if people contact me, I'd be happy to send it to them. That's awesome. Yeah. And where do people find you and where do people find Venture Cafe online? Yes, easy, easy. So VentureCafePhoenix.org, Melissa at VentureCafePhoenix.org. And you guys have Instagram and LinkedIn. Yes. Find you on LinkedIn. You always have. She said Facebook. Yeah. For those people who are Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Not that many people, but maybe. You never know. We're there. If you're there, we're there. Again, my mom is listening. She's like, there's something else besides Facebook? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. It's interesting how that's evolved, right? We got you, mom. You're in trouble. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's been such a pleasure. Such an honor. Did you enjoy that conversation as much as we did? If you did, make sure you hit the plus sign or follow button so you don't miss our next episode. Today is the best day to go out there and grow your business. So go kill it. And we'll see you next time.